Hello and welcome to Rigori, the Italian football podcast that's as special as an Antonio Candreva long show. Uh, I'm Marco Rinaldi. And I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi. Uh, yeah, and we've got uh, plenty to discuss this week. Maybe not about the big teams. We've just seen Milan, Roma there. We always record on a Sunday evening. Uh, Milan won fairly easily in the end. I, th- I didn't think it was a particularly entertaining game, really. It, it was pretty one-sided. So, yeah, it was, really. I mean, it, 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 but it did sort of almost echo a previous Milan-Roma game in that Milan were 2-0 up, bossing it. Looked yeah, like, that's true. Lo- yeah, looked yeah, like yeah, they were. Yeah. And then a, a dangling, silly dangling leg from... Calabria gave away a penalty, let Roma, and for 10 minutes, I'd say Roma did kind of look lively, but they were quickly put back in their place by, it was an all-French affair for Milan tonight, Adley opened the score in Giroud with a nice header, and then Giroud with a lovely flick to Teo Hernandez, who just absolutely thunder bastarded it into the into the net to to settle any nerves i just, I, f- I find that game i just the, the purely in purely out purely shake it all about thing is just incredible because i mean after midweek was they were dumped out of the coppa italia you know it was all purely must go and yet there he is with you know a team in third place outside shot at the scudetto with a squad that i don't think that Breathtaking. So you know, so so bring him in. But I did notice, though, the flip side to that was during the week that that sort of a Mourinho Romanista Avita or whatever Mm -hmm. quickly collapsed in the face of a pathetic performance in the Coppa Italia and defeat to Lazio, and suddenly he appears to be under pressure. Which, to me, I'd say not before time because the football they produces chronic a lot of the time for for the players that they've got. I mean, and that's a difference. At least Milan are sometimes capable of being good, whereas, I mean, I don't know. I mean, somebody that watches Roma all the time would maybe tell me different. But, you know, other than that, the, the sort of interplay sometimes between Dybala, obviously they missed him tonight, and yeah. Lukaku is is exciting. But otherwise, you know, I don't know. I think, I think Jose has hoodwinked them a bit really, and that, you know, they, they were well outplayed and they sit pretty lowly down the, the league table. It's not beyond recovering, but no, they were well beaten tonight and deserved nothing from the game and, and got nothing from it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you you mentioned, you described Tails Go as a thunder bastard. There, there will be a few mentions of such things in this week's episode because <laughs> there have been a few examples. Uh, and starting with actually, uh, just uh, I'm going to focus mainly on this on the smaller teams in Serie A uh, and Fiorentina, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, Napoli, last season's champions, scraped a win against Salernitana. But um, for me, Antonio Candreva is becoming one of my one of my favourite players. He's just that sort of cult figure, uh, the the older player who's moved to a smaller club and is just now scoring wonder goals, a bit like Qualiarella did at Samp, really. Ah, uh, yeah, no, he, he has, he has got. I mean, he's always had that yeah, in his has, locker. Yeah. He's always had a great goal in his locker. It's just now he seems to reserve only great goals, and he plays that sort of. His, I think his shirt's untucked, his socks down, he's always yeah. sort of shambling around the field and you think, what's he doing out there? And then suddenly, 
out of nothing. He produces. I mean, it's not out of nothing because he does put in a good shift as well. But he does produce wonderful, wonderful goals. And I mean, I know I know Napoli fans wouldn't agree, but it was a bit of a shame that it didn't get Salernitana something out of that game because Napoli are still a long way off their best, and they needed, uh, you know, they needed one of those great penalties where a yeah. man kicks through the back of the foot. And yes, you know, it is it is a penalty, but I always I always feel a bit unlucky. Un- I feel it's a bit unfortunate when you're going to sort of genuinely clear the ball and somebody. Happens to get their leg in front of you. I mean, it is it is a it is a penalty. Uh, yeah. I think it was you know, a penalty, but, but yeah, it was it was clumsy rather yeah, than yeah, yeah rather than intentional or whatever. Yeah. And and their winning goal. I mean, again, I don't think I would deny that Napoli did enough. You know, Farad Scalia in particular had a couple of good chances, but the the goal was a bit of a Rami from Ramani at the end that sort of rattled around in the box and failed to him, and he battered it home. And it relieves a bit of pressure on Napoli, and it, you know I'm sure it's a welcome tonic. They stay kind of in contention, to, but it doesn't mask, I think, how poor their form has been. And as I say, the goal that that Kandreva scored was was worthy of a, at least a, a point. And down at that bottom end of the table, things are getting quite serious for Salernitana and Empoli. I would say look in danger. Looking at their goal difference as well. It's just starting to get, you know, I think they're in the minus 20s now, which yeah. is which is kind of a watermark where you think. I think the other teams, any one of them could save themselves. I'm starting to think that it might be it might be a hard job for um, both Salernitana and Empoli. But at least Salernitana fans have got the consolation of watching Candreva score beautiful goals every other week. So, you know, that's that's quite something. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Salernitana have been at the bottom of Serie A before at this time of the year and managed to save themselves uh, in a, a, a relegating M- Much to minute. your delight, much yes, to your exactly. delight, I remember. So, um, I'm not sure they'll be able to buy a whole new squad this time, however. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, the, yeah, you mentioned Empoli there. Uh, they, it, there was a big bottom of the table clash, Verona against Empoli. Verona, unlucky last week against Inter. And... Um, got a win which doesn't take them out of the zone but it does open a bit of daylight between them and Empoli and puts them within touching distance of the other teams above them it does it's interesting you mentioned daylight when there wasn't a lot of that yeah it's been to Godi for that game it was one of us or one of one of our guys I know of of Twitter notes from Verona posting that you know Best, best view I've had and it, it was impossible to see the players and even the highlights were quite difficult to see I mean that man Duda certainly been in the thick of the action recently obviously you remember it was the foul on him that was that went unspotted um, that, that, that went uh, that went against him at Inter and then he provided the assist for the first goal nice header from Juric and goal line technology did its job, but then late in the game got sent off. So it's yeah. been a, it's been a busy it's a busy wee while for him. But I mean, from what I've seen of Verona, you know, I think they have got a not bad side. There's a lot of rumours about Cyril Ngonge, eh, who yeah. scored their second goal, notably Fiorentina being interested. And obviously, I think if they lost him, it would be a bit of a blow. But still, I think you know, th- th- there's going to be there's a big group of teams there. Um, in that third, you know, kind of in that grouping for the third 
relegation spot. Um, you know, and as you say, there's it's couldn't rule out a recovery for Salernitana and Empoli, but you know we're we're past the halfway mark. They've played everyone. You're starting to get a real feel for what the value of the teams is, and you know those two seem somewhat adrift of the mark, whereas the others are all much of a muchness and capable. But it was a good week for struggling teams, I guess, because they yeah. were they all they all kind of a lot of them anyway picked up picked up points. Yeah, yeah, Cagliari got a win, a vital win for them against Bologna, who have gone a bit off the boil after touching the the peaks of the Champions League places. Have suddenly now gone, I think four is it four defeats in a row? I think so. they've had a bad run and, and yeah. knocked out in the Coppa Italia mm-hmm. midweek by Fiorentina. A bit unfortunate, really. I would say in the cold light of day, I didn't think it at the time, but you know, looking back on that game. They did, I think, hit the woodwork a couple of times, um, but Fiorentina's will to win maybe was just was just greater. But yeah, no, I, I think it, it's always a bit of a reality check, isn't it, for these teams? And I do think that Fiorentina have been in that kind of upper echelons before and so have a bit more hardened, although their form's not been great since getting into fourth place either. But I think the Bologna squad is quite tight, is quite neat, and you know, and anything going wrong with that, it's it, it can run great. But you know, people work them out a bit as well because they've got some interesting tactics, which you know, a bit and kind of draw teams on to them yeah. to, the, to then catch them. And you know, Orsolini scored that was a sort of typical example of it. Really, his goal today beating the keeper of the year post, good strength. Um, but then they were caught out with a, a long ball, really a bit of a, a bit of a calamity. And you know, Cagliari at home are a decent are a decent prospect, and I've had a few come from behind wins now that you know are always going to um, be be very welcome when you're fighting to survive. But yeah, but Bologna's form would be a bit of a worry, as I say. Just uh, to me, it's it's you know a wee bit of a reality check. I don't think I don't think anybody seriously thought they were going to get into a Champions League place. I still think they could quite comfortably manage a European place, but I just think when you've got a a smallish squad of, you know, and rely on the same players week yeah. in, week out, they're not always going to perform, you know, they're not always going to do well. So, I mean, you know, hats off to, to Wiley old Ranieri getting one over on his, his up-and-coming counterpart as well, you know, and it was a another welcome tonic for, for Cagliari, really, and uh, as I say, a wee bit of a, a setback for Bologna. I mean, in, yeah. that, in that race, Lazio are the form team, really, in, in the fourth-place battle. I don't think they were particularly brilliant this weekend, but they got another result, and that's, that's five... Five wins in a row across all competitions for the Lazio. They're starting to look more like, at least in results anyway, they're starting to look yeah. more like the team they were last season. Yeah, and 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 in that battle, obviously Fiorentina are very much in that battle, and they were actually playing a team that is in the relegation battle um, down down at the bottom of the table, Udinese. Uh, and uh, lots of goals, but perhaps not the result that that you would have wanted. No, no. I mean, I think it, I hate. I wish I didn't. I shouldn't really listen to commentators because just as last week, you remember the build up was Sassuolo. They're on a long losing run. They've never done this, that, and the other. It was exactly the same commentary for Udinese. I mean, they hadn't won in forever. They've drawn the most games in the league, and and they continued that form. 
Um, and, and, you know, Fiorentina hadn't conceded more than a goal for since, uh, I can't remember, I think it was against the Empoli earlier in the season. So all the omens were bad. I'm very superstitious about these things. And and proved to be correct because Udinese went ahead, Sandy Lovrich scored the goal, nice, nice breakaway. And Fiorentina were dreadful for 45 minutes. Yeah, there is this issue I've mentioned a number of times is just they're, they're kind of struggling to, you know, because they're, I mean, I think they're one of only a couple of teams that's playing across four competitions, yeah. at least notionally. They don't have a great squad. It was down to, I mean, Jonathan Ikone is, is truly driving me Dulali now and just he had a chance that it was on his left foot as well and he sent it I don't know miles wide the goal so but they had to rely on Brekalo and Mikone um, to be their wide men well that's nobody's idea of a of a good thing and they're just very pedantic for forty five minutes and they changed things round and the momentum was bringing Arthur on changed the midfield I thought just he gives a shape to a team. And they got back in a new signing, um, Davide Faraoni from Verona, pinged in a lovely cross, Beltran, misfiring striker. So that was yeah, a good tournament. To yeah, yeah, form. finished it off nicely. I mean, I think he has definitely got potential. And it looked like, you know, that was going to be it. Fiorentina, but Fiorentina are going to Fiorentina, as they say. And so then got caught again on the break. Another Lovrich with the assist this time and a nice nice finish. And um, suddenly it was that um, Tovan got the goal and suddenly it was all the pressure was on. Did, however, get, you know, we're often sit here and say, and I think we both will have examples this week of clear-cut penalties at last. Yes. You know, nothing that VAR did not need to look very no. long, long and how, hard. How the ref didn't give that one? Uh, uh, yeah, I know, this, on was, this, was, uh, this was the most amazing one, because Fiorentina then threw everything at Udinese, mm-hmm. and Udinese tried to lie on the ground for the last 10 minutes to waste all the time they could, which is understandable. But eventually a shot from Beltran again, struck an arm, as I say, it was, you know, the, 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 uh, I hate handball penalties. I would never, I mean, as exampled by the one that Inter got against Monza this weekend, I would never have headed on to his arm. But this was a shot with an arm was up in the air. Yeah, so yeah, like, the man was almost making like, a save. Yeah, yeah, well, it was, almost, it was almost like he was putting his hand up to ask the teacher if he could yeah, go to the yeah. toilet or something. Uh, so, the, you know, as you say, how the referee missed it, I don't know, but Thank the Lord for VAR. And our other misfiring striker, Mbalanzola, actually took it. Well, there was time for Bonaventura to hit the post again. So it was it was another game a bit like the Sassuolo one where I wasn't really sure, you know, were Fiorentina lucky, were they unlucky? I, I, I don't know. Maybe a draw was a fair result. I mean, I do think, I don't know how many Udinese fans listen to the podcast, but if any do, you know, tell me if it's ever more fun to watch Udinese than it was, because I just found them pretty awful. They just, you know, they, they were happy to sit in, they got their goals, and then they writhed around on the floor. And I know, I mean, you know, and that sounds like sour grape from, you know, they've no obligation to come to Florence and, and lose, but, you know, they, they could be, I think, a bit more entertaining. But I just, for a number of seasons now, I think, Udinese have been one of the most dull teams in, to watch in, in Serie A, you know, I mean, but they got their point again, and it might be a point that takes them towards salvation. It was a point that kept Fiorentina amazingly 
um, because of the results have gone their way in, in fourth place. So, you know, that's, you know, hats off to Italiano, really, because the the squad is struggling a bit in, for fitness and for, for choices. But is they they've shown character, I think, in in the last few weeks more than more than great football. Is, really. is there any talk of? Uh, I know you said in Gonge, but is there any talk of anything else? Any other moves to strengthen the squad? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if, I mean, I feel a bit sorry for Nzola because he seems to be one that they're potentially punting out and a name that's been linked is Bula Idea from which would, um, in my view, be a trade up, although. Diaz not been the player this season that he was last season with Salernitana and a couple of potential wingers um, Ruben Vargas a Swiss mm-hmm. international who's I've not seen a lot of him but what I have seen I've quite liked, looks a tricky player or more worryingly perhaps man that I would consider to be the white Jonathan Ikone, Brian Hill from the from Tottenham Hotspur, who whenever I've seen him play has been as as ineffectual and 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 hopeless in front of goal. I mean, I think Ikone is statistically the player who's shot the most and not scored in Serie A this season. I mean, I, I need Opta to confirm that, but you know that was a sensation that I had, and then I'm sure I had the commentator. Um, confirm it today. So, but I mean, these players. I always. I mean, you have a judgment of a player before they come, but that can change when they come to a club because you know you're you're judging them on and yeah, exactly. in the one context. Yeah, and 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 it could be yeah. that you know with if the scouting's done right, if you're picking the right players, then you know they might have because that's certainly you know it's it's no surprise that. Fiorentina are being linked with a lot of uh, wide attacking wide players because Nico Gonzalez is a is a first choice, but the rest of them, Brecalo, Icone, Sotil, who's just coming back to fitness, uh, all have their shortcomings. And so, if they could find someone like that, and I think that would also fuel the strikers as well. You know, I think certainly Beltran to me looks like he could be a decent sharp finisher, but he doesn't get a lot of material. Whereas if you had better players, more effective players out wide, they might, so, you know, yeah, they've been linked with quite a few, but uh, Faraoni, the only actual concrete signing, but he made a good impact today um, yeah. getting a, getting an assist. And uh, if we dip down into Serie B, uh, the pressure was on my team, Venezia, to, to get a win, pretty poor run of form just before Christmas, um, playing Sampdoria, who started the season off terribly, recovered a bit, but uh, we didn't know if they were completely convincing, and on the basis of today's performance, I would say probably not that convincing. No, it was it was a it was a bit it was a great game, I guess, as a neutral to watch because there were eight goals. Um, but I was pretty frustrated because I felt we should have wrapped up the game pretty easily, really, especially after Sam got a man sent off. I'd actually just literally tweeted Sam for quite a dirty team. Though getting a few bookings here and then the ref pulled out his red card for for their man before half time so Poy and Palo back in form hat trick uh, his penalty was another thunder bastard just <laughs> no chance of saving it no. but went the right way that's but. right well I enjoyed that because 
the keeper tried to indulge in some football shithouse <laughs> yeah. by pointing in the direction he wanted or he allegedly was going to dive and that he wanted Puyampalo to shoot. And Puyampalo shot in that direction, but with a strength that, you know, it reminded me of Batistuta in his heyday yeah. when it uh-huh. was just like, okay, dive that way if you want, see if you can save this. So, you know, it was the perfect riposte to, and, and, to yeah. that action. As you said earlier as well, that it was it was another absolutely clear penalty slide why why the defender slid in like that i mean even the defender normally they have a bit of a moan about it but he just sort of shook his head as to say not even not even not even Mourinho's roma could have (laughs) complained to the referee about that when it was the most cast iron penalty you'll see all season but yeah the, the only alarm bell i suppose was that he didn't kill off well he did eventually i think the key moment probably was getting the 4-3 so quickly after yeah. the 3 all because if, if it had gone on any longer, perhaps some frustration or tension could have crept in, as I imagine there probably was in your household, um, you know, could could have crept into the performance. But you hit back very quickly and, you know, and then that, the job was a good Yeah, really. I mean, it, it was a funny one because, yeah, we were 3-1 up and then suddenly 3-3 after two. Well, to be fair, it was a... It was a nice finish for their second goal, but the set, the third goal was literally something you would have seen in the park. It was a punt up the field and a header over a keeper that should have been on his line. Um, but even at that point, it was uh, it was frustrating. But I felt we would we would still score again because I just felt we were a better team than them. And fortunately, yeah. as you say, we got that goal quickly. Um, and then we got another one. So yeah, it it was a convincing performance. I think it's really important that Puyan Palo has is back on form with a bang at the start of the season. We've got Cosenza Ternana, but then we're playing Parma at the top of the table. Um so we need to we need to keep up this form and Como are the team that are definitely they've they've solidified and we, we yeah. questioned whether they should have sat their manager but Fabregas has done very well since he's taken They, they have done well. I mean, we could never know. Maybe they would have done just as well without the change of manager. But yeah, no fair play. It has, it has certainly, they keep they keep on going up and up. I wanted to ask you, Marco, about just because I saw a stat this week about young players that have played the most minutes in Serie B and I noticed you, you have one. Um, although he did have a bit of a blunder for one of for I think for Sam's first goal to the young uh, Tony Candle, the your your full your full <laughs> yeah. back. What I mean, what kind of seasons he having? I mean, it, I think it's always it's good to see. I mean, it's a shame. I always think that these boys don't get a crack in Serie A. But you know, the, 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 the reality is that most Serie A teams prefer to play. Established, tried and tested, often foreign players. So younger Italian players have to try their luck down a division. How I mean, error of today apart. How has his season been? Yeah, decent. I would say. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm never that convinced about him. I think he's a good squad player to have in the team, but he's plays right. Zampano is really our first choice right back but Zampano now plays left back to accommodate Candela so you know that's good I guess but he's quite frustrating when we attack because he's one of these players that always gets into decent positions to cross the ball and very rarely actually puts in a decent cross which is very frustrating but um, no he's he's, yeah he's a a good player but I think look at our last few games we don't have problems scoring goals but we do have 
problems at the back for various reasons. Today, I would mainly blame Joronen, um, who's just back. But uh, yeah, we need to solidify that. If we could do that, then then I think anyone in the division would fear would fear us. But the defence does need to be tightened up and it includes that the fullback positions as well. Yeah, well as I yeah. say he was certainly to blame for the mm-hmm. first goal to he trying to trying to play it out and not, not quite up to the not quite up to the job. But yeah, I know and, and, and as you see that the other goal was a bit of a flap from the goalie really I think yeah. somebody should have somebody should have claimed that. But it makes yeah. it it was definitely a, a tonic after some poor results towards yeah. the, the tail end of the year, I think, you know, to keep the, the promotion challenge up because as you say, Como doing well and a number of other teams start to breathe down your necks as well. So it's a, it's gonna be a good old battle. So to, to put Sam who were, you know, the in some sort of resurgence anyway. I, lo- I love Pierlo's look at the side. I think he looks like sort of a he looks like a student arriving with his school bag. I don't know if it's the long, <laughs> if it's the long hair or something. I don't know what it is because I saw the footage. I mean, and and I mean, a plea to Mola TV who screen who screen Serie B. You know, you need to get Marco on for Venezia games. So we've got a. I'm sure his fees would be very reasonable as well for a pundit's role because I think I mean, some of the choice commentary we could have got when Venezia were pulled back to three three <laughs> by ten men could have been absolutely could have been absolutely priceless. But no, they had footage before the game just because I tuned in a bit early yeah. of like the teams arriving at the Penzo, which is always it's such a brilliant you know yeah. it's a brilliant scene because they're the only ground in Italy where you have to take a ferry to get yeah. to it so you know and they just all these boys coming off the boat and as I say Pirlo looks like he's he's there to I don't know study his geography or whatever but, but he maybe should have studied his geography a bit better because his team were his team were a bit yeah bit lost. When, when I see him like that I, I just I do wonder sometimes why these you know there's a player that did everything and won everything and and yet why does he put himself through the pain of this every when when you look at someone like Bobo Vieri, who seems to have quite a mm-hmm. fun time having nothing to do with football other than sort of talk ranting about it on the internet? Um, it, yeah, it, it, there there is obviously some sort of addiction that some of these it, players it, have. It must be, be yeah, you're it. right. It must be for him, especially you know, because having played at the highs with, with the best will in the world uh, for. Wishes for for Serie B, you know, he's he's played like it probably every cathedral of football, and now he's got to rock up in a in a traghetto yeah, exactly. to the to the Pierluigi Penso, you know, and no, no disrespect, lovely ground, but you know, well beneath what he did as a player, and you know, and he's he's even schlepped across to Turkey to you know, and not not to a big name yeah. team in Turkey, so he must just he must just love football and want to be involved at, at whatever level it is I mean hats off to them for that because as you see it would be a lot easier to just chat shit like Bobo does really and <laughs> exactly. or, you know or, or whoever I mean maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah indeed indeed <laughs> yeah we are very good I, at it but we've never played at any very no, high I, level no I don't think we make the money that Bobo Vieri does no, no. but um uh, very quickly before we go uh, just wanted to touch on the Super Cup uh, coming up in Saudi Arabia, strangely, the Italian Super Cup. Yeah, it's, I mean, I saw um, Maurizio Sarri 
the Lazio and the four teams involved for the first time this new format. Um, so the the runners up in the league and the runners up in the cup are are involved. And I but I saw him saying, you know, this is just a nonsense. This it's purely about money. We we're not thinking, you know, and I'm happy to be old fashioned if it means that I think it's a nonsense. And I mean, I'm quite happy to be old fashioned too in a in a way. I mean, I, I get that you want to open yourself up to new markets to different to get you know to raise the profile of Italian football because it's not been great over the years but in the middle of January certainly you know Fiorentina will not be taking surprisingly a big deputation of fans to okay. Saudi Arabia to watch it so you know that leaves you wondering what the the atmosphere will be like I mean also on on current form I do wonder a bit what's the point? Because Inter, yeah. Inter are almost certainly going to win it. You know, so we've got Fiorentina against Napoli. And I mean, I believe, I don't know if this is true, but this is the chat certainly amongst Fiorentina fans is that in Saudi Arabia, they've moved this game around on the schedules because nobody knows who the teams are other than Inter. <laughs> you know, they, they've got sort of, they've got a semi-inkling who Inter are, but the rest of them, it's like three known entities rocking up. So they're Genuinely, you know, less than try and find a stadium. Yeah, less than zero. Yeah, less than zero interest. And in, you know, it kicks off with with Fiorentina against Napoli, which you know last season would have been a a good good game. But Napoli's right in you know not great form. So and it's probably a you know a trip that they could well live without as well. Um, you know, but I suppose having said all of that, if if come. If come if you're a, a week on Monday, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Fiorentina are lifting that trophy, I'll be dancing around my living room. I mean, they haven't they haven't won it since nineteen ninety six when Batistuta downed Milan. You, you may or may not remember this. I think this was the one where he battered the ball in. The famous if people show how to take, let's finish on a thunder bastard theme because yeah. it, it, it was an indirect free kick. And and Rick Costa rolled it to him. I've seen Batistuta interviewed about this, and he says, "Don't worry, roll it to me. I'll kick it at their heads. Nobody will stop it." And sure enough, <laughs> that's exactly what that's exactly what happened. But that was the last time Fiorentina won it. So that's nearly thirty years ago. The last time they played it was, I think, two thousand and one when they lost to Roma. So you know, it would be a lovely thing to win. But does Italian football really need a four team? tournament in Saudi Arabia in the middle of its season uh, I suspect probably yeah, not but probably um, not. but it will be there and as I say I'll certainly be back on this podcast crowing if, <laughs> if Fiorentina <laughs> somehow contrived to win it but I mean all odds look like it'll be a, it'll be a passeggiata for Inter in the, on, on current form anyway in, in, the, in the Saudi Arabian sun well, we will see, and if if you win it, I want to see you on this podcast in your full full Fiorentina kit. Absolutely, absolutely, I will be. And you know, given our form and predictions, exactly, I mean, Inter will get knocked out in the, <laughs> in the semi finals. So you know, it'll be. I mean, that's the only other thing. I, I, there would be something beautiful in a Lazio Fiorentina final in front of you know baffled. Saudi Arabians <laughs> yeah, wondering who are these two teams, you know, because presumably they would want 
to be Inter against yeah. Napoli, you know, because I mean, Inter are Inter and, and Napoli, at least there's the Maradona connection, they won the Scudetto, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's two, it's the two winning teams, it's the two teams that you might have heard of. So, but there's always something quite nice when it doesn't go to plan and you end up with, with Fiorentina Lazio in front of three men and a, <laughs> and a dog. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we shall see. So we yeah, shall see. Yeah, but I'll be back and but, I'll be in full, although the final not till a, not till a week on Monday, I think. So okay. it'll have to be so, it'll yeah. have to be two weeks Couple time weeks. before yeah, yeah. we get the yeah. the full the Fiorentina celebration. Well, um, yeah, we we have well, this has been an extra long episode, but that's because well, there's been so much to talk eight about. Eight goals, so. eight goals in a goals, Venezia exactly. game. We can't we can't digest <laughs> that. We can't digest that within within twenty minutes. So yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode, please uh, follow, subscribe, like all these things. Uh, Tell your friends about it because we want to keep the podcast growing. But otherwise, we will speak to you next week and we'll get an update on Fiorentina's progress in the Super Cup. We definitely will. Cheers.